Yo, what is good, everybody? Welcome to episode 26 of D-Godcast, the podcast by DGens for DGens, where absolutely nothing is financial advice. Today is September 6th. It's JB, part of your trio of hosts. As always, we appreciate y'all tuning in, and if you want to support the pod, please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Feel free to chuck love over to dgodcast.soul, but most importantly, tell your friends to tune in. This week's episode is brought to you by BarrelDAO. BarrelDAO is an alcohol and beverage incubator launching the next generation of beverage brands with top NFT communities. BarrelDAO is the project behind the D-Gods Tequila, the DGN Ape Academy Beer, and most recently, the Solana Summer Shandy, which came out last week. BarrelDAO is opening its first tasting room in December at Art Basel Miami and permanent locations in New York City, LA, and Miami next year. You can officially join BarrelDAO this December when they mint their NFT collection. 100% of the proceeds from that collection will go to a community treasury, all of which will go towards building a native crypto global beverage brand. If you want to try BarrelDAO, the most recent drop, the Solana Summer Shandy, is still available on secondary. You can purchase a 16-pack receipt on Magic Eden under the collection BarrelDAO, one word, B-A-R-R-E-L-D-A-O. Go to BarrelDAO.xyz slash redeem and fill out the form. Get your Shandy shipped to you. Off script, this shit fucks. If you don't even drink, get a pack because the art on the Solana Summer Shandy can is absolutely iconic. Like piece of Solana memorabilia you'll want to have forever. It's got every main project on there. It's got Ken Frank on there your boys on there. So I'm going to shill it till I die. Not going to lie. I had like eight of these last weekend. Uh, no hangover the next day. Shit goes down like water. So yeah, you know me bullish on booze, bullish on barreled out anyways. All right. We got everyone's favorite bag pumper in the building with us today. Mr. Frank D gods about to touch each other. I mean, touch on all things. Utes D gods, dust labs, you name it. But before all that chapter hit him with a decal. <clears throat> all right yo shout out to everybody who stayed up way too late last night and salute to the hardest working team in the world for dropping the deluxe mint experience for most of us mrs chapter's first mint we out here but for the recap we gotta start with the history long ago september 23rd 2021 aries the god of war or the d god of war i should say id number 270 was minted and the streets were triggered because it went to the vault of this toxic motherfucker named Dylan spamming the pre-sale discord. This was back in the day. We didn't have slow mode mods, none of that, just premium violence, 50 messages per second. He was flexing on us. Anyway, Dylan won the day first helmet ever, but exiled and to be continued. Fast forward a year, September 1st, Everybody talking about Solana NFTs and many holders have actually become project founders, cultural icons, and even custodians of peace of the realm on Twitter. Last Thursday, my man turned up Dylan finally decided to list the grail and let it go for 7,033.3 soul or 221,000 USD, or as many would say, free, marking it as the highest D-God sale to date. She was wild. Congrats to the homies Dylan and free lunch on the transaction. In other news, Utes were announced, then announced, and then announced, then delayed. 
madness, coffee, cortisol. Motherfuckers was awake. But finally, last night, we seen emojis transition from clown faces to aubergines when the streets made it to the end of the live countdown to turn their motherfucking dust to tubes with the claw machine. Tubes trading launched on Magic Eden with the new pro trade feature with the real-time listings and quick buy features for sweepers and manual snipers, volume slapping. Shout out to the homies who made some flips. Shout out to the homies who ain't taking the risk to list. Yo, artists may or may not have AC, so you know they chefing up that heat. They ain't got a choice. Reveal at the end of the week. Art's coming. Dust Labs. Talking about raising seeds. I can relate, but neither of us talking about plants. Fucking Kevin coming. Pause. AMA on September 8th. <laughs> Set your reminders. Finn's still in Azkaban. Free my guy. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go, dude. Holy shit. One of the best recaps possibly ever for one of the most hype weeks possibly ever. Holy shit. Well done. Um, yeah, so like I said, Papa Frank on the pod. Uh, if you're new to the game, new to D-Gods and all that, I'm going to tell you right now, go back, listen to episode one, because we ain't doing all that. We're not doing the, the background. We're starting here and now. We're getting into fucking utes. We're getting into dust labs. We're getting into all that shit. So, Frank, how you doing though? How's it feel? First of all, like you know, congratulations, obviously huge, almost sell out. I mean, it's gonna fucking sell out. Let's be real, but like you dropped the mint. You know, we're here. How's it feel? Essentially, this is feeling very reminiscent of the D Gods mint last year, where you know a lot of stuff leading up to the mint. There's a lot of hype. And we definitely had some technical problems and still dealing with a lot. So I haven't, we haven't completed the mint yet, but I'm already starting to get excited because we're, 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 we're us as a team operates the best is when we have a locked in community, they're already in there. We're not spending all day, you know, marketing to people outside. We're focused on people in the community and making it an awesome experience to be a part of, and then focusing on like what the next big idea is and then building to that. And um, yeah, like that's where I'm, I want to get to with Utes and we're almost there, but we're not yet. And that's where I think we're going to get really exciting. And yeah, I think we just have learned a lot running a project over the last 11 months. And so if you're a part of the Tubes Utes community right now, um, just know that in the same way we were ride or dies for D-Gods and still are, like we're expanding and I think we can we can handle it and, and do it better than anybody else. <laughs> and Dust Let's fucking go. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I got I got two ways we can take this off rip. We can get into Dust Labs or we can get into Utes. What do you want to do first? Um, whatever you whatever you guys want to do. All right, Utes first. So uh, before we get into you know any any details, questions, shit like that, Utes reveal Monday. Yes. Most likely. Yes. Okay. Most likely. Okay. Um, I want to know on the topic of the reveal. How much has the art changed since the first sneak peek that we saw? A good amount. Um, I think the faces are different a little bit. I think um, definitely a lot more interesting stuff happening with the furs and uh, trade selection. I mean, there's like, what, you know, 10 something traits in there. I think 
some of those aren't even going to end up in the in the final collection. You guys know how I went with D gods, uh, dead gods. Like it's going to be different. So um, yeah, you did not rug the shoey hat, right? I swear to God, I cannot wait for you to see what the final shoey hat looks like, bro. All right, cool. I hope you get it. I really do. I really do. Hey, I first of all. If I don't get one, I'm hoping there's like, you know, somebody out there in the community that's like, damn, you know who really needs this? And I'll trade him any of my fucking Utes for it. Let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah. You're that's what I'm it. hoping for. It's next level. That, that trade is is next level. Fuck. All right. That's gas. Okay. Um, all right. We made Scum do this with Dead Gods pre-reveal. What's your favorite Ute trait? And it can't be one that we've already seen. You know what I love? It's not one specifically, but it's the different hairstyles because the artists have figured out a pretty creative way to do hairstyles on these guys. And uh, it's it's elite. And so I think that adds a lot of character to each of the, you know, each of the Utes. And so I love I love the hairstyles. They're awesome. OK, interesting. I did not picture Utes having different hairstyles. Figured it'd be all like head traits and shit. I'm about that, though. Yeah. Um, all right. One of the like bigger I guess you'd call it conspiracy theories, maybe that everyone on our side, the the D God side, has been talking about is all of our dead gods and tube numbers match. Tell me that that's not a coincidence, and that there's going to be some kind of like, hey, uh, if you have you know the matching dead god and tube number, you're going to get something sick. That's a good idea. Um, it, it's not a coincidence. It's just a technical implementation. Like, uh, you know, you want to reserve one for all the D gods. And so that's the way we map the numbers, the way that the reveal will work is it's still random. So we're not like updating the image itself. It's going to be, you burn it. And so, you know, at, at that point of burning, it'll be a random mute that you get. But um, that's a good idea. I mean, I'll, I'll write it down. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, the, the mints, like the Ute that you get, no, no, 100%. No, I, I get what you're saying. I think it's a good idea. I think we should do that. <laughs> Let's go. I'm down. Yeah. Hey, yo, we'll and, and then sick. you uh, somehow tie that to, you know, somebody that has a matching UD got number and bought merch and like, let's fucking go. Let's reward Something that guy. Go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, speaking of merch, uh, back in the day, you said that it would be like a Miri merch, I think, for uh, Utes and it'd be ready day one. We still I've changed my mind a lot on how I think about merch. <laughs> A lot um, going through the pain of doing this D Gods merch. Here's what I think we're going to end up doing for the merch for both D Gods and Utes. And I think it's what will make everybody happy. What we're going to do is we're going to work with like one of these, you know, on demand shipping, uh, you know, merch companies that will allow us to just set up a Shopify website, have official like D Gods and Utes merch. It'll be using like champion blanks, you know, the high quality Hanes stuff, like nothing that crazy. Um, and we'll have that 24 yeah. 7 always stocked up and like always adding kind of new products based on whatever the manufacturer puts in and the shipping should be, you know, within five to six days on that. And so that's going to be streamlined. And then for the quarterly drops, what we'll do is we'll actually just do accessories only. So I think that'll be more fun and actually allow us to get more creative where we can do kind of crazy accessories that are only available once, um, you know, once a quarter and then they never come back in stock. And yeah, so I think that's how we'll do the breakdown of merch because I think logistically speaking, you want people to have all the merch they can access and rock the brand wherever they go and, and be proud to rock the brand and get it in a, 
in a reasonable amount of time, as we've learned, you know, try some shit, do some shit. Yes. Um, and, and on the other side, you also want really high quality premium stuff that's just like you can't get anywhere else. And so that I think is the best of both worlds. That no, that makes absolutely perfect sense. Like, you know, some of the shit that we got in the most recent merch drop, we could have just got is like your everyday D God's shirt. You know yeah. what I mean? And then still have, yep, premium quarterly or seasonal, whatever you call it, drops that are like uh limited too. So like I bought some extra shit and like in a year I'm gonna sell that extra shit yeah, for like a thousand dollars a t shirt. So yeah. <laughs> all right, fuck with that. Balaclava is still rugged as you can see, so um, all right. Se- second biggest question I think on a lot of the uh, D gods holders' minds is, what's going to be the deal with the stacked staking versus singular staking? Let me actually explain this, and please, my my brethren in the D gods community, help me make this more clear. Um, the what I mean by stacked staking is not that you need to have a U and a D god in the same wallet, nor do you need to hold both of them. What it is. Think about it like this. I can use my hands to make these gestures now, so it might help a little bit. So you start out, you start out with the original D God right here, okay? And then you have an option to either dead your God or keep it a D God. Now, there are all these people that have deaded their God over here. And now you have another option. You can either keep the tube, you know, like not mint the tube and just have it attached to your D God, your dead God, or you can mint the tube itself and uh, even burn the tube, do whatever you want. So Typically with NFT projects, once you claim an airdrop, um, the value of the NFT goes down because there's some that haven't claimed it. And then those typically go higher, right? The way we want to fuck with this model is actually create a form of staking where you're still getting the dust that you expect to get, you know, every single day that you're programmed to get uh, with your dead god. But we're going to create a staking that's exclusive only to dead gods that have claimed their utes already. And now it aligns our incentives because now... For people that have gone down the path that we've sent them down, you know, those people, those are our favorite people to reward every time. And so for those people, we could do really interesting stuff and do monthly rewards on a time basis. So you'll be getting your dust, but you'll also be getting, you know, the, a day added every single day. Like this is how many days this thing has been staked at the same time, aka stacked staking. It actually doesn't have anything to do with holding the U itself in your wallet. But maybe we will add that in the future, which is what I, I think is really fun about this. What's become way more clear to me is that what we're really creating with D-Gods, with Utes, all this stuff, we use game theory, but to create a choose-your-own-adventure game. And so everyone can play. The better that we get as a project and as a team, the more clear it will be that there are different ways that you can play the game of holding a D-God and holding a U. And then it's my job, because I like doing this, to make sure the people that are the most loyal that go down the paths that we send them end up winning the game the most percentage of the time. Not saying that's the only way to win the game, but that's how I like to set it up because it creates exactly what we have now where you have a community that's just like, we're willing to run through a brick wall for our, for our holders and our community. And it feels the same way. Likewise, where our community is willing to run through a brick wall for us. That's the magic that nobody else is able to fucking unlock in this game. And that's, what's going to get us the flip apes. And that's, what's going to make us, the biggest projects in the world. I genuinely believe Fuck that. Yeah, let's fucking go. Okay, so does that, that does was that make in sense? I know there's a lot of yes, theories circulating yes. around. Okay, okay. No, it, it, def- yeah, it definitely yeah, does. Definitely um, and, and I didn't even think of it in the sense that, like, you know, because I just minted my fucking utes and and am or my tubes, and I'm holding my tubes because I want as many one to one, you know, stacks as I can. But so that was in response to or or more of a counter of the 
issue where you claim an airdrop, and I'm going to use DTP as the most recent example. You bought a DGen Trash Panda, you claimed your rain on it, you went and you sold it on secondary for less than you bought it for, like immediately. So that was yeah, your guys' exactly. kind of way to counter that. Okay. I mean, like, people are flooring their fucking D-gods right now, their dead gods right now. And part of that, guys, is honestly just a bandwidth thing on the team. The best part about the fact that we're breaking volume records right now and the and the fundraise with Dust Labs is, like, you really think that we're not going to take that money and just start using our brand to go hire the most, like, the, the most killer devs, the most killer communications people. Like, we're already on top of it. We're going to start that hiring pipeline. And once we do that, I just think that our communication and our clarity and our ability to just ship complete full full cycle products is going to get so much better. And again, like I wouldn't be here being so confident on where we're going if I really didn't feel like there's nobody that is even somewhat in the lane that we're doing with the way that we're taking this game, like with DGods and with Utes. So that's why I'm like, all right, man, usually, you know, me, Frank, when the floor drops 100, 200 soul, like I'm one of the founders that like, I don't mind commenting on it. Like I'll talk about it because I know there's people in the community that get nervous, get stressed, and I want to be there to make sure they don't fucking freak out. But this time I'm just like, dude, I don't, it's not that I don't care. I just think I need fucking time to operate. My team needs time to operate. My team needs time to rest a little bit. And I feel just really good about the direction we're taking both these projects in. And if people are down for the ride, it's going to be a fucking ride. Just accept that it's going to be shaky and wild for a little bit until we smooth everything out. But that's yeah. why we did the raise. That's why we're hyped on Utes and everything that's coming with Utes in a new expanded community that is fucking dope. Um, this is like kind of my summary of where we're at right now. Okay. Yeah, no, that's yeah, it's bigger than the facts. Floor. And that's honestly, that's one of been one of my favorite, uh, you know, parts about being a D gods holder since day one is like, I don't have to do a fucking thing, bro. I just kick back and I let you guys do all the hard work and I just play the game do what you you know indirectly tell us to do like i i've talked to a couple of guys in the last week or so that like haven't even debted their gods because they're like oh i think uh so and so it's gonna be i'm That's like nonsense dude it's literally been it's wild, it was written bro. day one like don't play the fucking like play the game don't fucking game to play dead your gods stack that dust um and that's been you know my my same answer to people who are like Maybe I'll uh, I'll mint like three of my four tubes and I'll save the fourth tube for later. I'm like, bro, why? Like, what's going to be the point of that? They're already raising the price on you if you fucking wait. Like, you think they're like they're punishing you once already. They're not going to do it again. So, all right, perfect. Love hearing that. Uh, I got more shit on Utes, but you, you touched on Dust Labs for a second. So let's kick it over there real quick uh, because I think, you know, obviously that announcement happened basically in the middle of the, the mint last night. Uh, a lot of people are talking about it. Maybe not as many would be talking about it or are talking about it as they would be if it had happened on its own. Um, dust seed round, $7 million from uh, investors, half in Dust, half in Dust Labs itself. Can you give us like some insight on that, some more details on that as much as you are allowed to? Yeah. Let me tread carefully here, I guess. Um, here, here's my thoughts. Dust Labs is a vehicle for us to take everything that we've learned building, you know, and, and this is the key with D gods that look, I'm ha I'm happy to always take criticism all the time. You know this, but I'm also down to flex a little bit of where I think we've done a good job. I don't think you can point to a single NFT project in the last 11 months. That's grown as consistently as we have. 
And, and I think the reason for that is the approach that we take to growing the project itself. And so we've learned a lot from doing that. And there's a lot of technology involved in the back end, you know, through this process. And as I've talked to more and more NFT founders in the ecosystem, I just realized there's a sore lack of tools that actually like make sense for NFT projects. And so that is like where the inception of Dust Labs kind of came from. And um, okay, I'll drop some alpha. You guys want, now as a podcast, I can talk to Let's you guys go. a little bit. Okay, so Let's fucking one go. of the interesting models that we have for, for Dust is, I don't think that, okay, so I'll get back to the Dust Labs thing, but I'm just going to reframe everybody. This is a, a uh, reframe of something I think is really crucial to Dust, which I know a lot of people that are listening are thinking about. You know, I don't think it makes sense for Dust to be a, currency. It's not a currency. You know, at the end of the day, it's a utility token. And so the definition of a utility token isn't that you use it to spend on different things. It's that it's a core, it's core to a certain utility. And what I've learned with the dust token, just watching organically how people in the community have been using it, they use it for one key purpose almost every time. Anybody that's not DGods, it's for attention. Like it's to get the attention of either the DGods community the broader Solana ecosystem, and it works. Like you get a lot, people get a lot of users. Some projects have minted parts of their supply and dust almost always sells out. Yeah. Like people do products like D beans, you know, D God displays. It, even if people don't spend using dust, it is such a mechanism that guaranteed the D gods retweet, the Frank retweet, and uh, get attention from people that are part of a diehard community. So the idea is, okay, problem solving, it's kind of difficult to use dust to spend because if you accept it as a, you know, as payment, the problem there is that now you, you basically have to dump dust in order to re realize any kind of gains. And it's not that convenient for the person spending it either, because it's kind of hard to track what that price opportunity cost is. So here's the idea where we learned this from the paper hand bitch treats bot, where what we did is we created, you know, something where to incentivize people to buy the floor for D gods. We said, if you buy the floor, you know, we'll take the 10% the we're getting in royalties and we'll give you a percentage back in dust. But the mechanism for that isn't us giving dust from our treasury. It's actually a script that buys dust off the open market, market buys dust, wow. and then sends it over to the, uh, you know, to the end holder. And so what we're going to do with dust and what everyone is going to do with dust is we're just going to launch a simple API that lets people accept payments in USDC, Sol, whatever they want. And um, it'll just have an auto buy of dust with a percentage, whatever they allocate. And this will help, I think, create a proper fucking dust ecosystem where people can create for-profit businesses, but they're all supporting, we're all supporting a common goal. So everyone that's a dust holder, the D-Gods community, you know, we can all support a fucking dope merch business and we can just pay in USDC or Soul or USD and know that, hey, 5%, 10% is going back to, you know, buying dust. And this will all be powered through this, uh, you know, dust out all this stuff. But that is like a high level of how we want to flip the game a little bit on how people think about utility tokens, because now there's actual utility because you're going to have a community of diehard people that are all about the dust community, the dust token that will help you get attention, your first users and, uh, you know, just building a proper business without having to worry about the volatility of a, of a token. Okay. And uh, that is the idea at a high level. And I'll finish the rant here, guys. It, with Dust Labs, the core thing is there are so many opportunities that we've seen throughout DGods to build really solid software um, that would, I think, scale. Um, and, and bringing in Kevin, Kevin DGods, who will introduce himself soon on the Thursday AMA, um, 
he's been building software businesses for 20 years. I've known him for three years. He minted D-Gods. He knows all about the culture, but he's also an absolute savage. Like, you know, there's no way any other NFT tech company or, uh, you know, startup has the like level of talent that we're about to bring into that company, plus the distribution that we get from D-Gods and Utes. I just think we're going to build, you know, a lot of infrastructure for NFTs and bring on A-level engineers to make it happen. Because right now we're very scrappy in the way we do things and it's taken us this far. But what gets you, I'll wrap up here. What got us from zero to one is not what will get us from one to 100. And so we need to change the way we're operating in a big way. And that's what I think is exciting about Dust Labs. And okay, can I add one more thing? Is this all tracking right now? Of course, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. let's fucking go, bro. Okay, so final piece of it is um, I am very passionate on making sure that Dust Labs and D-Gods and Utes are all very separate entities because I don't think it makes sense to raise venture capital for an NFT project on the IP and the community. The reason why is because I think that the main stakeholders for an NFT project should be the holders. Like it shouldn't be confused who are the main stakeholders? It's like, I don't ever want to have to make a decision because I'm worried about what VCs are going to think, you know, for D-Gods or for Utes versus what our holders are going to think. Because that's where we're going to win is by making sure we keep driving the most value back to our holders. And it's a fun time for them. And that, it's that simple. And what we're doing with Dust Labs, we want to build a killer business. And we believe that, you know, Dust is a great, this is actually the best way to frame it. Dust is a permissionless decentralized protocol. We actually think if we were independent people, like dust is one of the most interesting fertile grounds to build a pretty massive and viral uh, software business around because there's like a hundred thousand holders of dust on Solana right now. Soon D gods are going to stop mining dust. We're going to hit emissions curve end. And what we've basically done with dust in a crazy way, the experiment played the full way through. We bootstrapped a very strong token with simple tokenomics with the most diamond dicked dope fucking community and all of NFTs. And now I think we've set up the ground for Dust to have a totally different, you know, totally like separate life from just only being attached to one project and one community. And then for D-Gods, we're just going to transition to the time-based staking as that's that's the idea behind the stack staking. Like as time goes on, I think a lot of us in here feel this way. Most D-God holders that come in now are not that incentivized by Dust because you're not printing that much Dust anymore as by design. And so as we transition into season 3.33, it's very important to me that we find a different incentive mechanism and ease the, the the change as dust starts to take a life of its own. That's the idea. Okay. So fucking that's a lot, but yeah. Uh, so are we talking dust? Uh, you say time-based rewards. Are we saying, you know, dust is fully mined in December, dead gods, D gods stop earning dust from staking in December, but there's potentially still, ways to earn dust if you're a holder potentially yeah potentially, nothing locked cool. in there yep. it's like uh those are one of the like earning dust right it's one of those things where we'll we'll figure it out as we go it's like pretty loose on how we figure that out um no big sure. ideas there and again i think you you tell me you guys tell me right i think i just think that over time with d gods the focus used to be so heavily on dust because i remember there was a time where Every day I would get a question of what's the next dust utility. And now I, I hear that, but I don't get that question as often. And I think that's more from people even outside of the, it's actually more from people outside of the D-Gods community that ask me about that. And I think that's a factor of the fact that literally, you know, you're getting, you, you got halves three times now, right? Or t- two times now. And so there's going to be another having coming in. 
And so I just think it matters less to DGOD holders over time. So we got to adapt. And I think it, it's playing out more beautifully than I could have possibly imagined. Yeah, those halvings. Yeah, super beautiful. Love seeing that number just go down every every time. But I mean, no, that that, that was, was and you always have in the recap to to remind me. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> no, that, that was going to be one of my beer. questions, though, right? Because we had uh, dead gods as the first big utility for dust. Now we've had duppies and then eventually utes as the second big utility for dust. Me personally, like I've used dust as an allowance, you know, buy whatever cool shit I want on Solana with it. Uh, I, and I know a lot of other holders probably treat it the same way. Some people maybe floor it for, you know, actual real money. Uh, some people are just bag holding it forever and ever and just have absolute stacks. But w- so what is going to be like the next big utility for dust or is there not one? And it's just going to be this like universal utility token. I think when we when we drop this kind of payments API, it'll be a lot more clear. I think um, that's going to have a lot of utility and a lot of natural, like, like if you people listen back to the recording, just kind of listen to the mechanics that I, I can't comment. You know, just listen to the mechanics that I mentioned, and then you can draw your own conclusions. But I think it'll be exciting. In that scenario where I'm paying for something uh, for a product, a good in USDC. Am I, let's say I'm not on the consumer side, I'm the merchant. Am I choosing that I want my pro, I want dust? So like, okay, let's say I'm selling coffee for 50 bucks a bag, you pay 50 USDC. Am I choosing, I want that instantly swapped into dust and that's the token I want to collect? Or what did you mean by like, you can choose a percent of it? So it's similar to when I'm part of, um, if you're part of a club, Okay, uh, we had a if you're part of a club and you're making you know revenue being part of this club, you're, it's like let's just say it's an e-commerce club and uh, everybody is part of this club and they all help kind of hype each other up or whatever and to pay back to the community for the attention, marketing, whatever you're getting, you just take a percentage of whatever you're making and then you just put it you, you pay that back to the overall community. Like that is the core mechanism here of hey, like as a community, we're all incentivized, aligned. We want to help get more distribution for all these different software products, physical goods, like NFT projects that are kind of part of the bigger, broader Dust ecosystem. And the way that they pay back, pay it back for all the members of the community being a part of it in a very loose, like non-transactional way is like just by automatically, you know, auto swapping X percentage. And it could be very low um, of whatever they're making in revenue uh, into Dust. Okay. And then they the merchant collects that Dust. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So, and that's going to be one of the softwares, obviously, that Dust Labs is building. The first one being the scholarships platform. Well, I think what we're trying to do now, as we've learned a little bit from this process, is we're going to keep testing. We've learned a lot of mistakes that went through with the scholarship process. But um, I'm excited because I think we're going to transition that actually to an after mint tool as well. And so, if I think about it, what's the worst part about the scholarships? It's all the engagement farming. It's all of like the people very being very desperate and also people that are just like, you know, us not having the perfect judgment on who we picked. I'm the first one to admit that. Fair. Um, but once you've minted, you know, the idea of organizing your community, kind of like we're, what I'm doing in a very rough way with the youth community right now, it's actually not a bad idea. So now that's the next test we're going to run is how do we kind of repurpose this to help make our community more, uh, you know, 
get more out of being a part of the project because now you can categorize, you can kind of log what all the value props everybody brings. If there's like a bar owner in Atlanta that wants to give people free drinks if they own a fucking you or whatever it is, like how do we collect all that information in a clean way? So that way the end product to the, to the holders of the NFT, I buy the NFT, I'm holding it and I get it immediately see on a very clear list all of the actual utility that's coming from the community, not just the project itself, which can oftentimes be a bigger utility than what a project can even provide in the first place is the people that you meet and the connections that you make in the project itself is the idea. Yeah. A couple of comments on the scholarship thing, being somebody that, you know, reviewed them and whatnot. First of all, I don't, from the start, like the comparison of grinding in a discord for weeks, maybe months to try and get whitelist versus firing off one banger Twitter thread, you know, explaining all of your strengths and what you can provide to the community. I don't like the engagement farming and that started as more of like a work smarter, not harder thing on yeah. our end, the team's end. Yeah. Because rather than, you know, just flick through 70,000 applications and a lot of them are absolute dog shit, I can go on Twitter, I can say, hey, show me yourself and I can look at that. And a lot of those are going to be dog shit as well, but I can get the ones that are seem good and I can go straight to their application and I can say, okay. Now I review this. This guy actually looks good. I'll give him a good score or whatever. So I still think like even with that, you know, bit of maybe toxic engagement farming at the end, I still think that that compared to the whitelist meta grind that we had seen for months prior to this mint is like an absolute win for the entire ecosystem. Can I just um, say, go ahead. go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, um, it might be a little unfortunate like that, you know, people were desperate and they wanted to get in, but that's really not something that's avoidable. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the the, Dude, the hottest 70, mint ever almost. Like 70,000 70, yeah. applications, 70, like a, a little over 3,000 spots, like of fucking course. But then that's the same thing as having a Discord server with 40,000 people in it for a 5,000 supply mint or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the way it goes. It's supply and demand, like being mad because there was a lot of people and, and no one, nobody forced you to do anything on Twitter. You still applied. You either had a banger application, which we looked at all of them. We reviewed every application. You either had a banger application and didn't need to shill yourself on Twitter, or maybe your application wasn't that good. A lot of people had shitty applications and were like, fucking chads bro like sick people that just didn't put a lot of thought into their application or whatever and it was the first time this has happened first time anyone has seen it so you know some people maybe didn't treat it as seriously as they should have the second thing and this is more on like the dust lab dust labs side if this you know were a software that we were to sell to other projects a lot of them to use if we were to build a database of our reviews Everyone whose Twitter we looked at, which is linked to their application, the next project that goes to use this software, they already have 70,000 people's data and they can check it over again, but they can, they can have a starting point. Whereas we had literally nothing, 70,000 applications, go through all of them, give them a fucking score. They can at least have a starting point. They can have some data and the entire thing as more projects use it, more projects use it 
you can almost build like this credit score of and and this can go post mint too so we've seen i was scrolling through hello moon today and i was just chuckling at all these names that i saw that are like i would do anything to be a part of the d gods uh community ecosystem like i'll hold my ute for life and you know there you go hello moon snitching on you the feds you floored Floored your tube floored your tube i think it's important that we don't store the data um you know one of those things where to me i feel like if i've learned anything from the scholarship process what is the most taxing piece of the process itself is actually like reviewing all these applications and i find that like we were able to do it because we have a big team but imagine you're like about to mint you don't have a big team and it's very hard to review all these applications right and so one of the ideas that i liked that we've been thinking about is just doing like a weighted raffle so you know we can weight it on different criteria that we've seen so someone can submit like a fucking bounty tweet and that can add to their like uh, weighted score. And that way it's not uh, like because my least favorite part about the scholarship process by far is that it was an overwhelming amount of applications, 70,000 and um, for 30 something hundred spots, 2000 something spots. And um, I think it just ended up being very personal for a lot of people. And if you're on the back end side of it, like me and you, JV, um, it's not personal, bro. It's just like. It's tough because there's so many cool people that I feel like got screwed in the process, like so many. And it sucks because I think to them, they might feel like, oh, we decided to reject them. When in reality, it was just more like right place, right time for a lot of people that got in, you know, like just the right place. They saw the review. And a lot of people, it was just uh, we we focused on accepting people first because that was like an easier way to kind of filter through because none of us, I don't think any of us wanted to reject people. I didn't. I never wanted to reject anybody. And so I, what I learned with the mistake was, is we postponed the rejections for way too long. And that just created this weird sentiment. So I think if we were to do it again, we'd actually probably just create a a weighted raffle of sorts and um, have it be that system. So it's one swoop. Everyone can like get their time to submit. They know when the raffle is going to be and everyone gets their decision all at one point. I think that would be a better way to do it. I mean, I do, I do think there's still something to be said for trying to handpick your community beforehand, because you know, conversely, I, I have seen a lot of people floor their tubes, but I've also seen a lot, a lot of people who had a great application, got accepted, got list, minted a tube, and now are like already actively providing value to the community. Like in the discord last night when it was minting, like people were in there just absolutely vibing. You know what I mean? Those are probably not about the new community. Yo, and I see the chat right now. So we're not going to sell the data. Them. It's not like we didn't really collect yeah, that much data. We got your Twitter account. No, my and then, and then like th- three, like two hundred and forty characters. Three questions that message. you answered. Yeah, and like, my who's my gonna want to buy that data? Point, I have no idea. Right, exactly. Like it's literally all like public information. But my point was like to to your point, where if you're a smaller team and you don't have the capacity to review seventy thousand applications, if you can go off of even just the scores, you know what I mean? That another team has score to these people then and you build a database of these applications then you can kind of have a starting point maybe make it a little bit easier i think it makes the software a little more viable for every project to use because it builds this database like i said that's almost like a credit score of like are you going to be a good community member or not but just a thought yeah raffle like you can't be mad if you lose a raffle so i I fuck with that too i get what you're saying can i ask Um, some uh dust lab questions you so we had the uh 
the tweet. I think that's all that I've seen is the tweet saying that there was like a seven million um, dollar whatever buy into it by multiple parties. Um, my question is, is this going to be? Is any of this was any of this used to just like straight up buy dust from the team, or was it something separate from that? And then also, um, like, is is what percentage of the company did that purchase? Is there a valuation or anything like that, or is that 10%. not knowledge yet? Ten percent. So valued at seventy million already. Um, not you're not math guys. No. Is this Shark Tank? Seven times ten. I, I mean, that's math. pretty easy, I think. Um. Well, I'm trying to just think. I guess dude, I I can't comment too deeply on this until Thursday. But um. Yeah. yeah like I think. Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't. Ten percent. Seven mil. Okay. We'll we'll learn more later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how any of that shit works, and I've watched Shark Tank, so. I thought I thought the uh, Kevin AMA was Friday. That's Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Okay, good to know. Um, okay, let's get back into some of the Ute stuff that was on the temporary roadmap. I guess. Um, do we have an ETA on the flags for OTC trades uh, and the metadata tag for dead gods with or without acclaimed tube? Yeah. So. Right now, our dev team has probably six critical priority tasks, uh, you know, at hand. I think uh, priority number one is making sure that all these people that have been. It, I see a bunch of questions in the chat about the waitlist. Let me let me clarify here. Don't worry about the chat. We're not going to no, talk fine, about the waitlist. It's relevant, right? Um, I would love to announce the waitlist. I would love to just get through the minting process. I fucking promise you guys. Like, I would love love nothing more than that. I don't really enjoy the minting process. I want to just get to the the like the game here, but I can't in good conscience when I know there's like certain people that have scholarships that have been trying to mint for like 10 hours now and have not been able to do it successfully. And our dev team right now is working with them to make sure they can get their mint through. We're going to give it a hard deadline um, for the, for the wait list, but like we have to get through those. There's still going to be actually a lot more spots than people think to uh, you know, for the wait list. And um, I think right now there's about last time I checked, I think 1,300 uh, you know waitlisters that are that are there. And so I think right now we're looking at like 580, 600 spots remaining in that pool. And so obviously not everybody's going to get it, but it's not like an astronomically low chance that people are able to mint in the waitlist. All I ask is that there's a little bit of patience around the process because I can't in good conscience like uh, blame the people that are having trouble minting because of our our right. errors. Um, I can't just tell them their spot's gone. And that's how the smart contract works if we move to the waitlist part. So that's like one. Um, after that, priority number two is definitely the Dead Gods metadata update. Um, that was one of the pieces of the bugs that were just very critical was like, it's a difficult thing on a smart contract to write it, to mint, and then also pull, you know, and, and update the metadata, which I think is like, not good. Like we should have that metadata updating. What we're going to do temporarily until we we, we uh, get that through is we'll just launch a checker tool so people can check which ones have been claimed and which ones haven't. Um, and then from there, we'll add it to the metadata. And I'm actually going to talk to Magic Eden pretty soon and have them separate potentially D-gods, dead gods, dead gods that have claimed their utes uh, into three separate collections. I think it actually makes more sense because I think that they're all they're all different. You know, they all have different values and they all have different things that uh, that come with them. And so I don't think it actually makes sense. It's kind of confusing buyer experience if you think about it. Like 
getting in and then having to explain the difference between the three types is going to be challenging where I think we can do it where we have three separate collections and then like the label or the, you know, bio description will explain what each of those are. Yeah. I think that's going to be a lot better. So we're going to get that through as well. What would you call the dead gods that still have a tube to be claimed collection? Dead goods? Well, I think they would. I think they would just be dead gods, and then the ones that have claimed their tube would be like you know, like dead gods v two. So I don't know. We'll we'll get creative on the next. Pregnant dead gods. Okay. So uh, speaking of uh, Magic Eden, there's a Eden in your life that's bringing magic to it. Um, You want to speak about that at all? (laughs) Um, Let's go bullish on Eden. All of them. Yeah, she's here. It's pretty cool. Uh, But uh, no, she's cool. I met her on uh, crypto Twitter. But uh, I met her. I thought she was a guy when I first uh, started talking to her because she was in like this trading group chat or whatever. And she doesn't have like a girl PFP. And then uh, NFT New York um, at one of the parties, I was literally wearing wearing sunglasses, but I didn't have my mask on. And uh, she was like, yo, are you Frank? And I said no at first because I was just saying no to everybody. (laughs) It asked me if I was Frank. Then she's like, don't lie. Like, I know you are. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, what's up? And then we started talking there. And uh, yeah, we just kept talking um, and she's cool. And uh, yeah, I like her. Yo, so you all said you're going to take a um, a week off with baby girl once the, uh, once all this shit dies down. Is there, you know, where it's you're going to go? looking less likely now, to be honest. Oh, come on, man. You need a break. <laughs> shit has no, not died I, down I yet. Know, you know, I know, not yet, but. I, I really, when I talk about stuff like this, I really don't cap. Like I'm 100% truthful on this. Like I feel more energized to make all of this shit work. Like everything, like I don't like it. I don't like solving like one problem. I like solving like five and then like coming up with solutions that will solve all of them um, with like a few elegant solutions. And it's been a while, right? Just having D gods only where it's kind of more challenging to do something big because it's just tied to one thing and it's a pretty small community of 4,500 people. Now I just think the attention is on, like think about the positives of where we're at right now and how big of a leap we could take if we do this in the right way. You got all these people basically yeah. flooding us from the ETH community. And you also have all these people that now know who we are, that had no idea who we were um, up until this whole Utes thing, the Ute list started taking off. D-Gods are at a place where like, you know, they're having their correction or whatever, but there's a lot of curiosity around like, now that you know what a D-God is, like what is that next thing that we can do that's going to make it like obvious no-brainer? Like D-Gods are going to be the number one collection in the world. And I think if you guys were in God chat the other day, we were discussing, I think, a pretty big idea around uh what season three looks like for uh for the dead gods yeah word i was so there. i think like I stuff like that is cool and then with yep. you man it's such a blank canvas to me a little bit where a lot of the ideas that i had for d gods that now the community is taking a life of its own and it's not in that direction as much i think we can try a lot of that stuff again with Utes, and um i think the game theory around Utes is my best work right like uh, this is my best work i think it's going to be a that's what, I literally made the bio description on you. It's like, do you want to keep the tube or do you want to get the U? And so I think that's going to be. Yeah. Um, Does it really? I love that. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be but, cool. uh, for the for the people who weren't in Discord. Uh, what does season three look like, or what what do you think is on the menu? You know, instead of um, instead of saying all the different things we're going to do, what I'll actually do is take it on the reverse end. What season three is going to look like internally with the team is like all of our legal shit is in check now. We have some of the best lawyers in the world. So like that was used to be FUD on us, you know, gone. Let's go. Shout gone. out to compliance. Shout out to compliance. <laughs> and um, right now our biggest issue is we're 
transitioning a team of guys that have been working out of Airbnbs and literally scrapped together D-Gods from an apartment and grew it to be this big from like a few apartments, maybe a house or two in there of just like moving around for a better part of a year now. And season three looks a lot like bringing guys like Kevin on, bringing on professionals and um, bringing on just like a player talent with the brand and notoriety that we have now to come do the best work of their life with the projects and the things that we're working on. And I think just bringing that talent on and letting them run hard is going to be a huge upgrade to the ability for us to execute the bigger ideas that we have. And so that is internally what it's going to look like. And I think what that will output with is we say these really ambitious goals all the time, and I think it's going to be a lot more likely that we, we pull them off. Fuck yes. Okay. Jeez. All right. Uh, and then what about, I guess, season one for you? It's like, what does that look like? Because I don't think we've, you know, we had the white paper for a second and we could talk about that for a second too. Cause like that, you know, that's something being somebody who's super big into like sub communities, you know, Mickey D guys was super bullish about that. Cause that's something we are, we can kind of like, uh, you know, really customize and build out our sub DAO and our treasury. Like that's gone now or tabled at least what happens with use. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like what what happened to the, like the the white paper? Like is it like full rug? It's not full rug, but like what is what are we looking at now? Okay, so it's cool that I'm on Godcast cuz when I go on these other fucking boomer podcasts, like they're not going to understand this, but uh as we started fleshing out the uh you know, the white paper, it gave me heavy D Palace vibes. It gave me heavy DXYZ vibes. <laughs> and what I realized is like Yeah. There was an element to it that was forcing people to do something that inherently is an organic act and it will happen regardless. And no amount of stuff that we do and infrastructure we build will change the rate, in my opinion, at which high quality stuff is created. And and the inspiration for this was honestly talking to that bean and um, fuck, I always forget. It's that bean and uh, fungi. Fungi, yeah, it's kind of fungi. It's kind of fungible. Yeah, kind of fungible. Like, yeah, yeah, what fungible. do you fucking call them? Yeah, kind yeah, of fungi. So yeah. I, I called them like at, I think, one a.m. or something like that, one night as we were kind of like really diving deep on the white paper, and I talked to them, and it wasn't like me pitching them ideas. I just wanted to hear more about what kind of motivated them to do this shit, and like what was the idea behind it, what do they want to do, and at the end of it, I just realized like. There is no pathway or no product or no service or no roadmap that would have made them make Mickey D gods. And why do I think that by having a product or service or whatever that like is in that lane would actually make more people do it? I really don't. And so I think the reason we scrapped the white paper at a core level is that I could see us spending a lot of time and effort on building that out and that not having an explosive result. And at this point, we're only focused on 10x results here. And so I think the direction we're going to take Utes at first is going to be fun. The first thing we're going to do is I want the we as a community, we should make the branding together. Like it's been purposeful. If you notice the Utes branding has been pretty barren, like even on purpose on the website itself, like it, it swaps the fucking logos and the brand every single time. And even with the Magic Eden like cover art, you know, it's just literally words on a screen. And so... I think it'll be really fun. We've brought on so many talented artists, graphic designers, like let's get the entire community working together to lock in on a brand that we fucking love. And we're all hyped about for Utes. And uh, let's start with that. And then it really is a community built brand. And let's figure out ways to kind of pay people for doing that. Give them IP rights. Like let's figure out ways to incentivize people to do really dope stuff for us and, and professionals to do really dope stuff for us. But um, that's the high level idea. Yeah. 
Like the guy with the uh, Utes restaurant. I'm <laughs> bullish as shit on that. Who doesn't love food? What? I haven't seen that. <laughs> Yo, this guy, I mean, he can tag me for days trying to get Ute listed, but he legit like owns like a pop-up restaurant in South Africa or something. Uh, has like a fire Instagram and everything to go with it. It was like, dude, I'll, I'll utify it. So we gave him a Ute list. It. He, he, you know. it, when? To do it? He yeah, did. should have just utified kind of. it in the first place. Yeah, shout out to Nutrition. Yeah, I mean, he made like, you know, burgers that said Utes and shit or whatever. But then uh, after <laughs> he got Ute listed, he sent me a... Uh, like a dm and they had like already added some utes breakfast item to the menu let's or some go. shit i was like let's fucking go dude just just make it everywhere all the time all at once so um okay fucking i mean utes is like still just so mysterious to me i really just like think they're look cool as shit and i just want a shoey hat and like once i have a shoey hat i'll go back into my my dead god holder mode where i literally just don't fucking do anything and let the team make me bags and bags of money um one thing that has been a hot topic and you know personally affects me the burned gods returning okay let's talk about it that's that is yeah yeah for sure fucking happening and is it gonna go be? At, I'm hoping. I want to hear just your thoughts, JB. Here. I want to hear your thoughts, and then yes. I'm gonna go off camera, hit a vape rip, and then drink some water. So let's let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. Let's go. So that's, I'm our, gonna... that's our founder. <laughs> let's fucking go. I don't know why you gotta go off camera <laughs> to hit a vape rip, but hey, it'd be like that sometimes. Uh, I mean, I don't have that many thoughts. Like, I hope it's not all auctions because auctions. First of all, they're basically just you know catering the whales to win but i also think that you can utilize a lot more dust if you do raffles because a lot more people are going to enter thinking they have a chance uh than if it's a pure auction right not to mention auction you know anyone who doesn't win gets all their dust back i'm assuming it's going to be dust it's not going to be soul obviously and then uh two things First, do I get dibs on my god that was burned for my tattoo? And second, can we blacklist people from participating in the raffles if they rugged on their D oath? You know exactly who you are. <laughs> First, the thing that's fixed and locked in for sure is that it will be on a daily issuance uh, cycle. So I think some people thought and were speculating that they're all going to come back all at once. Um, no. I don't think that's smart at all. Um, that's like five times the number of listed D-Gods and like uh, the spread on yeah. it pretty bad. So we're going to do it on a daily auction system. Yeah. I mean, a daily daily issuance system. M- my thought process is like, I think the way we'll do it is actually kind of uh, different experiments on how to do the model of like, how does a new dead guy come to life? And so and the interesting thing is the intrinsic value of these guys are different than the D-Gods necessarily on the floor because one, it'll have a U attached to it. Right, it'll have a tube attached to it, um, and then on top of that, but you'll have to spend the extra three seventy five dust, of course. And then on top of that, it'll be, um, it'll also have, you know, the it'll be burned already. I mean, it'll be dead already. So it's the thousand fourteen hundred dust or whatever it costs to dead them. That's like the, the value add. Yeah, there. that's wild. And, yeah. and so, to me, I just think we'll probably experiment. We might do some in soul where we take like the soul, and then a percentage of that is used to buy back dust. We might do some in, um, you know, dust itself as an auction. We might do some as a dust, you know, uh, Dutch auction. Um, we might do, you know, we might do some as a raffle. I think as we're a pretty data driven team. And so for us, our number one goal isn't always to 
suck up as much dust as possible because I, I think that creates what you got, you know, what, what uh, is ultimately like the, not the best user experience. Like I think a few people in the DDAO were bringing this up where they were concerned on the other side that it would be a raffle because it, it is a little bit less strategic and it is a little bit less of a game. It's just more like hopefully you get fucking lucky. And uh, I like the auctions because it is something that, you know, it's hard to price what these at, all combine. Like, yeah, you can track the exact value of the floor, you know, plus the dust, plus the uh, tube. But at the same time, like you also are competing with other people. The rarity of that God is going to be like some of the rarities on these things are pretty fucking nuts. And so like, do I want to, for example, when the Frank OG one that got burned, the first D guy to get burned comes up. Like, yeah. do I really want the winner of that to be from a raffle, even if it means I can get more dust? Do you know what I mean? Like, probably not. And so that's what yeah, I mean. Word. I think you just have to expect that it will be different styles of issuance that we'll do for that. And uh, just, to, you know, we'll listen to the community. We'll give ourselves the – this is the difference between D-Guys 2021 and 2022. I've learned now that we need to set everything up with in a way that will allow us to iterate on it in the future because anything we do that's too fixed – um, it just leads ourselves to being cornered where I don't want to be cornered. Like PHBT cornered us in a big way. And I don't want people to feel like if they're making a criticism about D gods, like nobody, like nobody should ever be making a criticism of D gods that if it's valid, we can't fix. Cause at that point, then we're in a really fucked place. So that is my, my core concept there. Frank, a lot of people have been, a lot of people have been, um, kind of just chirping in um, DDAO about like changes that have happened and like stuff that they don't agree with. And I always, I've been linking them this tweet that you sent that says, uh, don't assume anything, be ready for everything to change. Because uh, in my experience, that's been true since I joined in October and it's always led to good things. You know, it's a, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Facts. That's, that goes back to the, the entire D God holder, uh, you know, motto I have of just kick back and fucking let the team make you money. But all right, two things. First of all, so, <laughs> somebody somebody in the chat said I uh, thought I was shaming people for selling. Uh, the D oath was something that happened way back in the earlier D gods days when we were buying and burning D gods with Dow funds, where you would go on Twitter and you would take D oath and you would basically make a promise and say, I will do so-and-so if you burn my D-God. In my case, I made a promise that I would uh, get a tattoo and sweep, however, I think it was 6, 12, 18, 20, 20, four D-Gods with the soul that was used to burn my D-God. So my D-God got burned for 4X the floor. I got a tattoo on my leg and then I swept and I bought four D-Gods with it. My comment was on people who, back in the day, made a D-Oath saying, I promise to do so-and-so. If you burn my D-God, the Dow then bought and burned their D-Gods, and they never fulfilled that promise. So nothing to do with cell-shaming at all. Uh, just wanted to clear that up. Second of all, um, so if we're doing a, a dead God a day, and there's 500 or so of them, we're going well past when dust emissions stop. So what's the concern there if dust is needed to you know, buy these D gods, whether it's raffle or auction. And then dust is also needed to, so they come with a tube and then you have to pay 375 dust to reveal the tube or they come to bubble where you can mint a tube. Right. But then price has also gone up to mint tubes on dead gods weekly or daily. I think it's a good question. I think, um, 
I think early on, we might do it where you do have to still pay the dust on the tube. That being said, if it's like clearly unpopular or people don't like that or it's like too much of friction or creates less demand on the auctions and raffles, you know, we'll listen to people and then we'll make an adjustment there. I think right now the initial plan is that you do have to spend to get the U um, because it's like one of those things where you still have the capability of doing it. You could argue theoretically that for some people that that are not even like minting their tube, that it could be more you, you accrue more value to the dead God itself, you know, um, if you want to sell it all as one package. Right. And so it's one of those things where we'd have to think it through a little bit harder um, on the on the long term scale. I think to start out with, we'll still have people needing to pay. Word. Don't assume anything. Be ready for everything to change. Yeah, at all times. Facts. OK. Yeah, that's uh I don't know. I mean, I was excited to hear that personally. I mean, I, I have a burned dead God. Like I said, he's not, he might be hot now. He was a mushroom head back in the day. So now he's got that cute little skull cap and laser eyes and I had cloud one skin too. and a bandana. So might, uh, might have to shell out a little extra to get that boy. Yo, this is a fire idea, by the way, by Steven in the, in the chat, Steven in the chat, he said like maybe one of every 30 dead gods or 33 dead gods. Um, then get issued. We could do one merit based, which would be pretty sick. Um, I like that idea a lot. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Yeah. It'd be like an extension Ooh. of Ute's list. Yeah, that would yeah. be literally it goes right, oh, for- right into what Slate was about to say. One of my next questions: When uh, Ute's week or New D Gods week and bounties and all that shit? I would be lying to you if I told you I had a plan for when that's going to be. I think it's going to happen, probably. Um, assuming it will be around the one year anniversary, so in like a month from now um on the oh. one year of the public mint uh it'll be like a month from now so pro- probably then hopefully at that point we would have hired like at least five more people to be on the team and kind of help manage all the different shit we have going on so it'll be more yeah. organized in our communication there literally run perfect. through a brick wall i i'm ready to watch you try to run through a brick wall that sounds fucking <laughs> i'm just pumped guys like, even right now i'm reading people like in the chat like some people don't like this thing we're doing with the memes on the youths have you guys seen this no, I haven't I've seen, seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. What they were talking the about, the Ute's account? Or Ute's account? Yeah. MR, Minister of NFTs, Luke, like, uh, like uh, yeah, just a bunch of like these mean people. And um, I think people some people are mad about that. Yeah, people, people are upset. They think it's unprofessional. And I get where they're coming from, oh, by the way. Okay. It makes sense. But um, I don't know. I just think it's like, it's funny. It's fun. And we need the time today. Dude, that Twitter has not posted anything for a fucking month like come on i will say it's blowing up my uh notifications though. it kind of reminds me of um operation the truth or whatever we called it That's oh what it dude that was gas even though maybe it's yeah. not the same but that shit was no it's definitely right different there, yeah. but that was fun that was more of a community thing but um yeah. and i think like my, my thing with utes is like what people need to understand about utes is that the growth for Utes, if it's tied too closely and it feels too close and similar to D-Gods, it's not doing anybody any favors because it's going to lead to people that have D-Gods feeling like they can just sell to get a Ute and get maybe more than one Ute, or it's going to lead to people that are getting Utes to just flip up to D-Gods. And that's where things get, I think, wrecked. And what we need to do is make sure that the audience that will scale out for Utes is going to start out, obviously, heavily in the ecosystem that we're in right now. But if we're going to do a good job, it's yeah. got to be different. And so, like communication styles, like the way we kind of do shit. The thing that the thing that people, the critics don't understand on Twitter, and even within the DDAO itself, I know some of you guys are listening, is 
whenever we do something and we make a mistake on it, I can't tell you how many times we've like made mistakes or like made a bad tweet or done something that wasn't the best thought out, whatever it is. I promise you, like nobody remembers that today. And the people that do, we just laugh about it because look, like look at where we're at compared to where we started. And so for me, yeah. like, you guys trust the process even a little bit with Utes. Just like let it be a little bit loose for a bit. It's not going to be a perfect thing on day one, nor, nor should it be. And um, it'll find its lane and we'll figure out what makes that community different than the D-Gods community. And if you want it to be exactly like the D-Gods community, just hold your D-God and uh, sell your fucking Utes and just buy more D-Gods if that's what you want. Um, and do whatever you're going to do because they're, they're, that's Facts. just not going to happen. Like they're not going to be the same project. And they, Facts, I yeah. really don't think they should. So, so real quick, just for clarification on this and, you know, on that specific topic. So you, you mentioned the, the stacked staking, uh, it is going to be for D gods, dead gods that have minted a tube. They will have, you know, some extra benefit to staking. So that's, if I am somebody, and this is not me, but there might be someone out there like this who fucking hates Utes, wants nothing to do with it, just wants all the free money I got, you know, from being able to mint my tubes. Can I floor all my tubes and just stake all my dead gods in this new system? And will I still reap some kind of benefit? Or is there, apart from being in the Utes community, is there a benefit to holding both? There will be. Not right now. Like right now it's a younger okay. community. And the last thing I want to do is for people to have Utes. This is the tactical reason. The last thing I want people to do is like feel like they have a Ute, but they need to complete the set in order to like be a full member of the community. Everyone that has a Ute and everyone has a tube is on the same level. And like the only benefit that you get, like think about it. I think it makes the most sense. I imagine it'll be controversial. Um, because whenever floor is down, things all of a sudden get a lot more controversial, um, which is... You know, like, I just think you, you think about it logically. If we made it so you had to hold your U and you had to hold your D God and that was like this magical, you know, reward set. What you're basically saying to the youth community is like, you're not going to get this reward because like you just don't have a D God. But what I think yeah. is a smarter approach to it is like it's problem solving. The, the value of a D God, most people think go down, a dead God will go down after they claim the U. If we could pull off what I think we're going to pull off, the value of people that play the game and that claim that that, that claim their you and their two, um, those people I think will be rewarded. But it still stays separate, you know, from the Utes game where you could just be buying a dead god, don't even know what Utes is, and you could have bought one that's been claimed already, and you can join the you know stack staking and you're good to go. And the onboarding is a lot cleaner then than like me saying, "Hey, welcome to the D Gods community." In order to fully benefit from the D Gods community, you also have to get a fucking you. You need like, this other collection. Yeah, yeah, like that's not cool. Like that's yeah, not yeah, that works. Works. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. No, that, that makes total sense. I just want a clarification on that. Um, so you mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, w we wouldn't do like a Utes week or a bounties thing until we have like a more fleshed out team to kind of handle all those extra logistics. Uh, what are we going to be looking for team member wise? Because I know a lot of people are interested in how they can join the team. What what positions do you think that we might be looking for? And then to fill those positions, what would we be looking at on the like personal level? I think what we're looking Notice for is a product manager. I think we're looking for more front-end developers. I think we're looking for one or two uh, like security and back-end engineers. And uh, I think I'm looking for kind of content people, but trying to figure out the right lane for that. Um, that's like the main, I think, 
uh, scope right now. Um, and then everything else is like less crucial, but it, my philosophy on hiring has always been the same, which is we just want to bring high talent people into the organization. And that's why I think with a pretty low headcount, pretty small team, we've been able to compete with projects and outperform projects that have, you know, like 50 X the amount that we have in our treasury. Uh, and the reason for that is I think we just, we index on talent over um, position. And I think the transition with season three will be more about filling in specialized positions more than we have in the past. Cause that system isn't what's going to scale. And it's breaking right now, as you guys can see a little bit um, because when you have a system where it's optimized around talent, it allows us to move fast. It allows us to blow people's minds, but it doesn't allow us to ship fully complete products. It doesn't allow us to fully have enough, you know, experience and, and enough uh, like talent and skill and to, to kind doesn't of allow you to set realistic deadlines. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like stuff like that where it's just not in our car. There's no way like like I think one guy that was very critical of the youth mate, um on the east side, OX Bender, he mentioned it, too. He's like, you know, yeah, this is so like, what does it say about the dev team that we delayed three times? But then right after that, he said one of the most difficult things to do in all programming is to set a realistic timeline. Like it, yeah. if anyone in the chat or anyone yeah. is, like, you know, if you're code, bro, it's, it's a when we're doing new shit like this. To, to give you, like for me to say, yo, Bob, chill. We need to make a custom smart contract that allows dead guys to claim, that also allows this, that also has this time-based thing. Like the idea that someone can hear that and then time in their head exactly when that's going to launch is like a little bit, uh, un- it's not possible. And uh, I think it, you can get better at it. And that's what a lot of what de- developer experience looks like is like getting better at those timelines. But on the other end of, you know, Bob and chill, like giving me as realistic a timeline as they can give, we have a community of people that are like literally every question that I get is like, when, 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 when this, when that, when yeah. this, and all they just want unblock like the bug, bro. <laughs> all they want is like a time, the exact time that it's going to happen. And those are like two competing forces that have existed with us. And where I think most projects, what they'll do is just leave everyone in the dark and kind of like uh, not explain something until it's like fully quote unquote ready to go. But even products that do that still fuck up. Like, like even projects that, that take all the time in the world to make everything perfect, the real answer is when you put it out into the real world, any type of technology, any product that you're building, any business that you're building, it's going to break. On, if, it, if, it's gonna, if it's doing well, it's going to break because the amount of demand that you have on that thing, it will cause unforeseen problems that will occur. And this is like not just the small startup thing, right? This is why... Google and Facebook and all these the biggest startups and I mean biggest like tech companies in the world you know they spend fucking years testing it with thousands of employees and there's still infamous bugs and there's still infamous exploits and there's still a ton of shit that goes wrong and uh, those are as sophisticated as you could possibly get for tech companies and I just think we're in a very early phase we're a nine month old we're we're, we're really like a eleven month old company but I would say you know, closer to nine in terms of taking this thing as seriously as we have. And um, we've experienced hyper growth and hyper scale, and we're dealing with it as it comes. But um, nobody on the team is taking the foot off the gas. And we're going to solve these problems because they're solvable. Um, The new capital inflow is going to help a lot with that, to be honest, like this is going to be huge for the whole team. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's, you know, that's a big knock on a lot of other teams in the space that just can't really compete and can't build on that level. And I think that's one of the things that makes like Yuga, you know, 
the goal almost from a, uh, a team perspective is like they ha- i'm assuming they have i guess i'll admit like i don't have that much you know i don't know much that much about them but i'm assuming they have the 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 team members and the capacity to put out these high level products the fucking sick animations all that shit that they do so bro bullish on that um what about this ETH airdrop? Is that idea flushed out at all? Or is that just, you know, something that's kind of like a common sense next step that's been discussed behind closed doors? Um, common sense next step. Cool. Um, Dude, I'm kind of How much of the reason? I'm going to go get a charger. It, how much longer you guys want to go? I'm at 2%, so I'm like a 1%. Fuck. Oh, Bro, go get a charger. We got to go longer than 2%. Yeah, go get a charger. All right, quick water break. I got to take a leak. (laughs) (laughs) This is the shit you get to see in the live stream. This is raw, baby. (laughs) Fucking motherfuckers right now, they're urinating. Motherfuckers, men are out here (laughs) fucking relieving themselves. Well, okay, so I guess now I got some time to pay attention to the chat. Uh, Let's see some good-ass questions. Not some dumb-ass questions. I've seen a lot of those. No more when waitlist. No more when waitlist. Someone just asked that. I'm going to uh, ban them. Anybody? We got questions? No. Everything's been answered. Founders taking piss breaks, not going to make it. Whatever happened to bottles? Well, he had to get a charger, bro. I'm sure he would have bottled it if he needed to. When slate list? Um, I'm making a slate list. I'm checking it twice. Bad bitches only on it, so don't even bother applying. Uh, cuddles. Bars. What kind of money is D-Guys making off the Killer 3s? I don't think we're making any money, man. We're making, like, uh, advertisement, and we're changing the name to D-Gods next year. We weren't able to do we're it. We're changing the name to D-Gods, and technically we could sell the team whenever we wanted. So it's more of a, you know, if you have when questions for the killer three is point them in ice cubes direction he's the yeah. dev once ice cube gets that, that uh league going then we'll uh, be either that or uh jeff and jeff <laughs> yep and jeff you guys got to listen to this episode we uh put out with this guy named jeff botnitz he's the co-founder of um big three and he's a fucking goon uh he threatened to whoop mark anthony's ass on he's air a monster. i love jeff <laughs> he was hammered uh, i think maybe not but where's I the horse or bro I don't know where horse server is. Diamond hand killer threes. Is that what we like for a team name better than just, yeah. Frank, what are we going to change the killer threes name to? Just D gods. Yeah. Just team. Gotta be bro. Not team D gods. Just D gods. They fucking hit. Yeah. Yeah. D gods. It sounds slaps, bro. I want to ask about killer threes a little bit. Like back in the day, like when we were first like hyping that up, you were saying like, we were going to get people from the community and like, Maybe some person, some kid from Fallujah that had like some ex expert basketball like uh, skills or something to like do plays and stuff. But I haven't seen any like community sourcing of um, coaching or anything like that. So is that going to be in the future or no? Um, actually, like there was one guy, but I actually just knew he he's not part of the D gods community like that hardcore. But he has a D god. But he's um, a friend from uh, my real life named Jerry. And uh, Jerry, he he's like one of the smartest people I know I've ever met in my whole life. And he used to do uh, sports betting for like a living and betting on like multi-million dollar bankrolls. And um, as soon as we bought the team, he was the first guy that I called because I, 
I just never met anybody that was smarter about basketball than him. And so we kind of went through all the teams. Obviously, the season didn't go as we wanted it to. Um, kind of sucks. But the, I think that, you know, the team that ended up winning Trilogy, th- there were, like, changes to that team post, uh, you know, when all the teams got bought. And so they had to trade. I forget who they traded for. And even, like, uh, Three-Headed Monsters, they didn't even get acquired because, like, we weren't sure if one of their core guys was going to play on the team um, this year when we were making the decision. So I'm hyped that we went with the Killer Threes, but he would send these scouting reports, like massive, like fucking five paragraph long scouting reports to the team over text. We had a group chat. Um, and, and the I saw players, you posted one. It was fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like the players loved it and they would like be begging for it every week. And so that was sick. Uh, but dude, to be honest, when it clicked for me that we just own the team outright and we just like have it and we don't have any operating expenses on it. It seemed like a no-brainer to focus on more of the Web3 shit than um, on the team itself with the limited amount of team members that we have right now uh, this year. And so there wasn't as much of a priority. I, I was so hyped to go to games. I didn't even get to go to a fucking game this year. But it's a, yeah. it's a long journey. And um, I'm, I like our core guys. Like I love, I love Frank Nitty. He minted a U. Um, he's been asking me so many questions how this shit works. Go. All this no stuff. way. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, we're yo. Let's fucking go, yo! Shout out to yeah. So he mentioned you, which is dope. Um, but no, overall, I mean, it's just not the priority right now. But we have it, and it's literally like no stress. <laughs> like, what am I? You know, we don't spend any more money on it. We have it. We don't really need to do anything. And uh, yeah, I just think it's uh, what I'm saying salaries. though is what I'm saying no. though is like let's web three the fuck out of it, and let's get some fucking geniuses that are like pooped up in there basement in fallujah or whatever they can't go outside what is they what, pause what the fuck is fallujah it's a city man it's a city in the middle east <laughs> but i'm saying let's You're get those let's get up. those people let's get those people yep. from that are like you know in the middle of nowhere or like would never have a chance to like participate in something like this and let's fucking use their brain power i don't know let's set them on a board they can buy some nfts or something let's uh let's like bring it to the you know bring it to the, the full level that it can be at I think we need to bridge the gap bes- between Web three and Web two, and we need Mickey D gods in the fucking stadium whipping <laughs> up sure. burgers. We need Barrel Dow in the concessions, you know, slinging beers and shandies and shit. I feel like that's the big opening, and that, that would be like fucking some sick, summer bro. Shit, bro. Like you pull <laughs> up to a, a big three event, and you've got like all this D gods Utes branded food and and shit in the concessions. Like that, I think would be the coolest, you know meshing of the two jimmy got all the irl ideas bro i'm not a web three guy bro i'm a web zero guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's um, one of those things where it, you know by the time the season starts next year my ambition for where this thing is going to be obviously like number one project in the world but just like i want to make this like project so big and our team to be so uh stacked and elite that we're on top of everything and like my my dream vision for d gods for youths and every any con- community that we build I wanted to feel literally like the digital fucking Soho house. And so you sign up, you buy your fucking D-Guy, you buy your U. You have an onboarding experience. It's like, hey, this is the new holders welcome, you know, right here. Come to it if you want. It's a mixer, you know, on the internet. These are the IRL events happening near you. Um, You know, this is the discount codes and the perks that you get. These are the people in the community. You want to fill out your profile. You can meet other people that have similar interests. Like that to me is like, fuck, that's like as elite as it could get. And where I could, where you, it's the type of shit you can explain to your mom of why why this thing has value. You can explain to your fucking yeah. you know, friends why it has value. 
And I think it'll change a lot as we continue to build in this path. But um, I think the killer threes is always going to be a part of it. Like our, our basketball team will be a part of it. But um, I think we have a long way to go before that becomes like, you know, anything that core members of the team are deeply like focused on as much as it is like, I think it was a price arbitrage at the time. It actually like forced us to convert a lot of our treasury into USDC right before the crash. Big dub, Um, big dub right there. Holy fucking shit. Let's fucking Um, go. Holy shit. What a dodge. Um, Thank you. Shout out to the fucking characters (laughs) just for that. And, And we made it back. We made the investment back because people don't, people, it's so funny. You look at the chart and um, the day we announced it, just like, it's the same shit, dude. And I see people in the chat. Let me just say this. I, if you have ever been a part of DGAS in the past and you are concerned about dips on announcement day, it's like literally, bro, I can't make this shit up. Like every big announcement that we've had, people fucking feel so smart and so clever. And then they go sell the news and then they go fucking dip. And then look at what wow. happens every fucking time. Like literally every time, bear market, bull market, doesn't matter. If if you think the team has changed and, and we haven't been planning shit just like we have ever since basically Dead Gods launched, I've figured out, a, you know, me and the team have figured out a new way to like fuck the market a little bit, like change the way people kind of do, like, like people that are trying to speculate on what we're doing, they're going to try to use their classic rules to do it. And the way we structure the way we do things here is cognizant of that. And I know that people are going to be fucking like hyping up, selling the news, screenshotting the charts, whatever. But if history is any indicator here, like every time this happens, every time this happens, we make a big announcement. Killer threes. We buy the team. Fat fucking dip. Massive red candles for two days in a row. Yeah. A week and a half yeah. later, we hit all-time <laughs> highs and break four and become the first yeah. Solana NFT to hit 400 soul. And, and yeah, then thanks, thanks a lot for that. And then we announced Duppies, and then that starts a two-month downward spiral in at which there is like lows. People were feeling a little bit more demoralized, and then we end up hitting, you know, rec- we, we end up becoming a top five NFT project in the world. And so similar with yeah. this, I, if people think I'm worried about where we're at right now, I'm not worried. I'm excited about all the work that needs to be done, but it's just not going to be a smooth road. But we're not gonna just leave you guys in the dark. But just let us op- like, like let us operate, and and you guys show up, and you keep being a fucking great community. If both of us hold up our ends of the bargain, we're gonna be fine. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the I think that's Frank. The, yeah. We could be the number yeah. one project in the world, and I'm gonna be talking shit in the Discord, and you know this, so I, I don't know. What to say besides that, Discord is cancer, and it's because of people like you, Slate. <laughs> 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 no that's hey, fuck that. i love that, the Discord. first of all that's thanks a lot for that because i literally got dunked on by a fucking basic pfp today because i i was responding to some tweet about this is a you know a top for d gods dust is a shit coin whatever and i hit him with like the remind me of this in two weeks and then we fucking announced dust labs and everything drops like <laughs> not even that much like i think we're i think we're where we were like nine days ago it's not like a crazy dip but he's he's replying on it like Guess you didn't have to wait two hit him weeks. With, hit him with another <laughs> remind me, bro. Hit him with another remind me. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's facts. So like that literally is the fucking motto. Like just vibe, have a good time, let the team do their thing. Re like, you know, discounts, IRL events, and all that shit, dude. We have the framework almost there. Like you look at Mountain Pay, you look at Cardinal Labs. Like that shit is so fucking close. I think you know you're talking about onboarding people to the team. Let's get like an IRL 
division of D gods. Like, let's get a GM maybe for you know the whole big three thing. Let's get a GM or somebody for like a fucking esports league, bro. Get a full ass like D gods esports team. Uh, I, I literally know nothing about that, but that seems like something people are hyped about. I'm assuming they have like <laughs> events and shit. But like, bro, Just you know, hire JB. Make, well, I feel like that's one of the big draws to Board Ape Yacht Club, right? It's like, oh, I own this uh, expensive PFP and it's like this exclusive club and I get to go to events and blah, blah, blah. Like, let's do more of that shit. Fuck it. Like, people are always asking for it. Um, yeah, but let's uh, let's recap some stuff, I guess, and then we can, you know, finishing thoughts, whatever. I'm scrolling through the chat here. Lots of L's from Mr. Cuddles. Um, let's just recap, like, you know, a little bit of Ute stuff little bit of dust lab stuff um so dust labs real quick scholarship tool probably not like you know the first thing that we're that's going to be the dust labs product right um up in the air up in the air i think um we we need to for me it's like kevin and i just need to sit down and game plan a little bit because maybe while the initial phase of kind of like the raise and just game planning out for dust labs the concept of scholarships, I think right now it feels a little bit like maybe that's not we like an example for another thing we're planning to build. Like, and this will give people color into like the scope of Dust Labs. Like becoming so big so quickly with D Gods and being on Solana and not a lot of like infrastructure or whatever it is. Um, we've learned a lot about tax compliance. Like this has become a big part of our lives, not only just running D Gods on a personal level, but um just in general, like for a project that's made like I don't know if you guys know this. But technically, um, any product that's trying to be compliant, if you store any of your, uh, when you get royalties, you owe taxes on those royalties at the moment that the royalty wallet hits your wallet in USD. So if you actually think about it, and we stopped doing this, if you check, if you check the blockchain like about six, seven months ago, um, or maybe not, some of it we did, um, but I think for majority, like three, four months ago, we stopped like keeping soul in the treasury. Like we have soul in there, but Every Solana that hits the wallet, we convert to USD, not because of our trading strategy, but because if we want to get more Sol exposure, we can buy back into Sol. But for tax compliance, we need to make sure we can set aside enough so that like we can pay taxes for the fucking DAO. And so stuff like this, building products like what we built for ourselves, which is an auto converter bot that will also log the, the, the tax payments as well. Like we can we can sell out to DAOs and take a bip on the fucking like a spread on the transaction itself. It's like a no-brainer. And so uh, the gamut isn't just like wa- like viral, sexy product ideas. For me as a founder, I've taken a pretty big stance on this internally with the team that I never want to hear our team branding ourselves as like a utility project. I don't want people to I don't want people to brand D-Gods or Utes as like tech products, even if there is a lot of technology like involved in the process of doing any of this stuff. Um, that's not, I don't think, what will let us scale with these brands. And so to me, it's very important that the tech feels invisible. That being said, there's been a lot of shit internally that we've built to pay out moderators, you know, on time and make that a recurring payment, track their fucking activity, whatever. And also on the other side, like, you know, with this tax compliance stuff, a, a lot of like the more unsexy B2B stuff is what we'll be building with the lab as well. Yeah, like yeah. practical shit. Yeah. Damn. I mean, yeah, if you, you know, ship me a, a dust turbo tax... I'll use that shit in a heartbeat because God knows <laughs> that's what the streets need. Bro. <laughs> For real. We all need the fucking. Yeah. Um, okay. And Utes uh, stuff. So like 1300 wait list, however many spots are left, go to why 
OOT.WTF. We've tweeted it. It'll show you how there many spots There were some raffles too, right? There was some sort of raffle, or is that with the wait list or what's going on there? With what? Oh, yeah. Isn't there like a Utes raffle or something with us? Yeah, yeah, there is. It's going to happen after the wait list. Okay. 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 So, solid chance if you're on the wait list. Ro- so, roadmap. Like, is it going to be drawn or is it going to be like... Like an actual, it's gonna be another like, w- new way of doing the roadmap. I don't know PDF. <laughs> um, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be oh, it's word. gonna be a song. It's gonna be only audio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally the fucking island boy. Bitch, I'm a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Youth reveal Monday. Uh, art's gonna be a little different, but it's gonna absolutely fuck. Uh, can we get the artists on the pod now? Or are they already working on like the next collection? Like what? What are them boys get, doing? Get them on literally on Tuesday next week. <laughs> Say less. We've been trying for a month, so down for that. Um, okay. Oh, I actually had a question, and I forgot to to bring this up when we talked about like the OTC flag. So y'all loans, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm looking at a tube or a Ute on y'all. And I want to fund it and they default. That's not going to be like an OTC situation where you might get flagged and you might, you know, lose benefits from staking or things like that. My thing is like, we're just going to take a common sense approach to it. Like we are going to, for example, right now, right? Like, fuck, we've been so busy with fixing all the bugs and all this stuff. The last thing I want to do is announce like the fucking royalty blocking thing, although we're still going to do it. Like, let me get through this process and then we'll just like, if someone did it already, you know what I mean? And like the buyer got fucked or whatever, like, you know, fuck, we'll, we'll, we'll start it going forward. What, where people misunderstand my purpose for wanting to, you know, prevent people from like trading uh, on 0% royalty markets. It's not that I'm some fucking evil dictator that's trying to take your rights away for your NFT. It's just more like we're business owners. We do lose a lot of capital like to run this business. Um, and if you guys wanted a smoother mint, maybe, you know, we would have been able to hire two more fucking engineers <laughs> if uh, we, we had more fun. I'm just, I, and that's like a real, that's like real. Like we're not spending money yeah. on fucking Lambos out here, you know? And so to me, I just think we're not pussies. And like if the market goes where it's just zero royalties for anything, like we'll figure it out. That's not what I'm worried about. My thing is it's a revenue stream right now. What, what, why would I encourage people like not giving us revenue? Like as a business owner, like why would I not try to protect a revenue stream that we have? And I'm just not a fucking evil dictator that's going to come in and like fucking put a dick on your NFT or like, you know, just be super non-understanding of edge cases or whatever it is. It's just more like, yeah, we just want to have a policy that says, hey, like trade with fucking royalties. We'll lower our royalties to make it easier on you. Like we'll do this, we'll do that. And like, the fact that people complain about that, dude, is just I'm bullish and I'm glad that we, you know, raised with us labs. I'm glad that we're crushing with volume right now. And um, I don't know, like I, I'm just not worried. I think we're going to test a lot of stuff. It's going to throw a lot of people off. But if we just keep delivering what I know we're going to deliver, um, we'll be fine. And minting has just never been our spot, you guys. Yeah, right? I suppose you'd be mad about the mint. But like once the mint is out and we can start moving more agile, like it's going to be a lot more fun. It's going to be a lot more fun. For sure. And My I opinion is that it's thing. your it's your product. It's- I actually hate the big news oh, days ahead. because everything always everything always just dips on those news days, especially when we get a lot of attention. And so when do we have the most speculators and D gods? There's like three big moments. There's like dead gods coming out, dead gods coming out, you know, fucking uh killer threes, and then now obviously with Utes. And the same thing always happens in these scenarios. 
Um, so for me, I just like, all right, bro, like expected pretty much and uh, we're ready to fucking go. And then what always happens after the fucking dip? Like, come on, bro. But yeah, we're just going to need some time. Yeah. Fucking do our to shit. me, it's like, it's your product. It's the deed out or the, the core team's product. And like, no one's entitled to reap the benefits of that without playing by the rules that have been set up for them and uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, the Kevin Rose idea about like slowly degrading the art if they don't pay royalties. <laughs> <laughs> that shit cracked me the fuck up, bro. Like what if, uh, you know, instead of like a metadata tag where you don't pay royalties and it gets like flagged on Magic Eden, like we swap their fucking the image with like a baby D-God. If you, if you trade <laughs> OTC or something, bro. <laughs> That would be fucking hilarious. Um, when and where will the next official D Gods event be? I'm not sure. People have been spamming the chat asking about London party or something. I don't know what they're talking about. It's Do you the know, fucking Frank? UK D Gods. You mentioned one time that they're a good sub DAO, and all of a sudden they're all over the place. No, I'm just kidding. I love those boys. Vegas is not a yeah, not an official event. That's uh, K Money's birthday party. Shout out the homie. Um, why do you hate nippies, Frank? Because they made you change the art and I delay duppies another month. <laughs> well, then why don't you buy one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm running out of questions to ask. The chat's running out of questions to ask. Frank, do you have any questions for us to ask? I have a request. Uh oh. Okay. You know, I know there's people in the D right now listening, and uh, people you know in the broader community, like. If I could convey one thing, you don't have to believe me right now. Let time tell. If I could convey one thing, like we have your best intentions at heart and we want to like make shit right if we don't do it right. And if you have a logical point that is valid, you know, we will definitely consider it. I just wish that people would at some point, I don't know when, will give us the benefit of the doubt that we definitely have, like we definitely have like the God holders <laughs> best intentions in mind. We definitely have you holders best intentions in mind. And we definitely have dust holders best intentions in mind. And I, I wish, you know, people would just give us a little bit more a benefit of the doubt that, hey, like before jumping to conclusions and making assumptions and then writing essays on those assumptions, like <laughs> just, you know, Facts. like let it fucking yeah. in. Like, because a lot Frank, of I have a, I, think I, I got a, I got is- a word. I got a word Go of advice for, for those D-Gods holders. Because here's the thing. I imagine, I mean, obviously there's like, there's the outliers who are going to be vocal no matter what and who just, you know, love. Roro. Stating, state, I literally was going to say Roro, you motherfucker. But yeah, but even Roro, like he usually does have a good point or whatever. Um, but I, I do assume that a lot of the people who come in firing off ideas, because I've seen it in group chats, like these D-Gods peer pressure group chats trying to get people you know, to buy gods, whatever. And they just come in firing off new ideas. I've bought D gods at three soul, four soul, seven soul, eight soul, 15 soul, 18 soul, 27 soul, 37 soul, 48 soul, and 490 soul. And like, I've never, like, I've I've never fucking bought a bottom. Like, yeah, we've dipped a little bit now, but that's because all these floor gods have probably claimed their tube art. So like, well, there's there's back, constantly new people coming drained. in, you know. There's just constantly new people coming in, and back. they're gonna they're gonna kind of spaz sometimes. That's what I'm saying. That's for the new people. That's for the new people. Kick back, get drained, not your wallet, you know, anything else, and uh, just let 
let Frank pump your bag, bro, because he's really fucking good at it. The guy doesn't spend 15 hours a day in Twitter spaces not trying to pump our bags. So He's literally not going to take Eden on vacation <laughs> for us. <laughs> Bars. Hey, yo, convince, yeah, uh, things are like I, I, I feel grateful that I'm in an environment where I'm working with really close friends that, you know, I'm like pretty figured out. I like figured myself out as a person over these like really intense experiences. And so like when people say really nice things about, you know, me or the team or whatever it is, it doesn't really like, it doesn't gas me up. And when people say negative things, it just feels like, I don't know, I'm getting better with like dealing with it, but like it is, it has forced me to grow up at a rate that uh, is pretty intense and I'm just kind of taking everything on the chin. But um, it's kind of annoying sometimes when I feel like I'm going out of my way to do everything for, for the benefit of the community and the holders. And I just don't know what you can point to in the past that we've done that has been, not been for that. And um, yeah, I just wish like people would understand that a, a little bit more, but it's okay. Cause like I said, I'm not a pussy and it's fine. And I can take a little <laughs> bit of shit, a lot of shit on the internet. But um, it, that is just something that, you know, maybe it doesn't affect me as much, but like, man, the team, like we all know our culture and our principles and the team is like the fucking, the holders are the number one priority. And we just had, we, we could have made fucking $50 million at this point if we wanted to. And um, we haven't. And uh, I don't know, man, like that, that's the, that is the, that's the hardest part about this. Yeah. You guys got to. You got to charge real money for something eventually, dude. <laughs> yeah. Y'all haven't charged us a penny since fucking last October. <laughs> Yo, I understand that, Frank, and I feel for you. And uh, I'm sorry if like anything I ever say comes off that way. I'm always fucking around. Obviously, I trust you guys have been here since the beginning. So like, no, it's not good. It's more. like uh, I don't want to. I don't want to create a culture where people like can't criticize us because we get enough criticism for oh, being good. like a circle jerk anyway. Constructive, you know. It's just more like, yeah, like there's such a clear difference between like constructive criticism and not even like as I'm going through the DDAO chat, you know, some people are just like, dude, the fucking Utes account is going to die. Like, how can you be doing these tweets? And then Amy comes in yeah, and she just says like, well, that, like, no, I'll give you an example of a good side of it where it's like Amy comes in and says, hey, like, wait, I got to find this tweet. I mean, this uh, Discord. Pond or Amy in the DDAO? Oh, Amy Pond. Amy Pond. Yeah. Amy Pond. yeah. No, I read that shit. No, Pond. she was like Amy Pond is yeah, a she's joke. Like, oh, she's yeah, like yeah, she's the one that slapped yeah, Alaklavas on all our gods back in the day. She says, "Okay, yeah." So everyone is kind of talking mad shit about the Twitter, which is fine. Do it. I don't care. I'm just saying, if you want me to actually make a change, like if you actually want me to like listen to you and, and make a change, I'll Tell read exactly why. what Amy wrote. She goes, "I like turning notifications on for accounts I want to keep up with, and I don't like the idea that I might miss something important from you because all the memes shit posts. Don't get me wrong." I like the idea, but more like Emmy intern guy style and more laid back, less tweets, more structured, etc. I know this experiment will also end up being good for us and we'll learn from it and evolve, but just wanted to share my opinion. Like that is a textbook, perfect, like piece of constructive cheap. criticism. She's like, Shout first she Amy. explains like her issue from a personal level. Like she likes turning the post notifications on. Then she says, you know, she doesn't want this. She doesn't want people to miss notifications. Okay, that's a clear problem point for herself and then potentially for others. And then she's like, gives a suggestion on how to do it better. Like I saw that and I literally went to the chat with the Twitter guys and I was like, yo guys, slow down. Let's focus on replies now and let's try that. Um, so easy for me to take that information in 
and then make a quick decision on it. If people are debating my intentions or like the future implications of this in a dramatic way, I am conditioned to be calm 24 seven on other, if I'm not, then we're all fucked. Because like, if, if I don't know how you do that, by the way, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. So I have to stay calm. So if you're going to be very dramatic and like intense about how this is going to ruin everything, you're just making it harder for anybody to implement the changes that you want to happen. And this is not just Frank and then the D guys community. This is like in life, the calmest dude in the win in the room, like always wins, like being calm helps get an idea across to somebody else and allows them to digest it for themselves. And, um, dude, like constructive criticism is so different than, um, just like spewing whatever the fuck, because you want to, and like nothing wrong with it. I have nothing wrong with that. Cause like, fuck it. It's the internet. People do whatever they want. I'm just saying, if you want to actually be heard, typically like being more calm and, and like trying to find a better solution or suggesting one is typically like the way to go, I think. But yeah. Bars. You trying to do a shoey real quick? No. <laughs> Fucking JV, the shoey overlord. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, that was a good one, man. I like, I'm glad we give you a platform to, you know, maybe express a little, little frustration, a little bit of the, uh, less of the marble facade that the rest of CT sees and the Twitter spaces see and a little bit more of the, uh, what's actually going on with Frank. Because God knows, you know, you deserve to vent a little bit. You deserve for, you know, shit to not all be, you know, rainbows and blowjobs all the time. So we appreciate you coming on and answering our questions and dropping a little alpha for If I was Frank, I would have sent the shit to zero out of spite like seven months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, straight up though. No, but real talk though, Frank. Appreciate you coming coming out and keeping it real, bro. Yes. Appreciate you very much. Chad, thanks for coming out. Frank, thanks for pumping our bags. You know, you're doing a great job and you're going to continue to do a great job. We really appreciate you, bro. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Let's fucking go. And, uh, Slate? Chapter? We out! Right.